Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Charming Tom Station, etc., etc. And Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. We're going to start off uh, 2020 with a bang, I hope. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And yes, Happy New Year. And so today we are going to be uh, talking about our, of a of course, this is all our opinion, um, but this yes. these are our personal uh, bottom five episodes of season one and our top five episodes of season one. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're just gonna uh, you know kind of go back and forth here with with our picks. Um, and uh, apart from the top, uh, neither of us knows what the other uh, put down. Yeah, so... this should be this should be a lot of fun and. Uh... It's our first full-on discussion episode. I mean, obviously, we discuss things during our... But this is the first pure discussion. Absolutely. All right. Um, so uh, why don't you go ahead and, and start with your pick, Tony? Okay. Uh, my first pick for the bottom, and these are in no particular order, I should stress. Uh, but I got to start out with James and the coaches, or James Learns a Lesson. It's... When I say bottom, I mean, it's season one and basically everything seasons one through four are fantastic. So it's actually really hard to make this list. But I just feel that James Learns a Lesson is not great. I mean, it it was, I liked it more when I was a kid, but as I've grown up, it just sort of mm, becomes a little iffy. The only good part about it really is Jeremiah Jobling or the man with the bootlace because he's not named in the U.S. version. And other than that, it's just kind of okay, you know? So, yeah, I'm, there's not much to say about it, really. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't um, – that, that doesn't make my list um, of, the, of the bottom five. Another right. episode from the same book that does make my uh, bottom five, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But I, ha- I have to say that uh, with James Learns a Lesson, I would agree with you about the second half of the episode. I think that the second right. half of the episode, um, or rather actually disagree with you about the, the man with the bootlace. I think that the second half of the episode really drags, but I yeah. like the first part of the episode. Um, uh, and I think that it is the second weakest of the stories adapted from James, the red engine. All right. And personally, my, uh, my opinion of the weakest episode of that whole lot. Um, and, and one of the weakest of the series is James and the express. Um, not, not one of my favorites. Uh, I've never liked this episode, even when I was a kid, which, you know, I've, be I could be much more forgiving of certain episodes um but this this one even as a kid I, I remember fast forwarding through it on my James Learns a Lesson VHS just never never a fan of it I, I don't it doesn't really go anywhere um hmm. and I, I find uh, we've discussed this in our commentaries on these particular episodes so right. I don't want to rehash too much but uh, uh we have established before and said that you know a lot of the uh material from James the Red Engine is among is among the reverend's weakest. Yeah. I would have to, I would have to agree with that. And it's, it's actually funny because that is also one of my uh, bo- bottom five picks in, it just doesn't really have much going for it, I guess. And really none of the James and the red, none of the James, the red engine stories really do. It's just, even the Reverend W. Audrey said that it wasn't his favorite book to write. Uh, in fact, I think it might have been his least favorite. 
which made sense because it was one of the it was the first book that was written by a publisher mandate and it kind of shows no offense to the reverend of course but he's written a lot better stuff and so i i do have to agree terrible is just sort of there yeah absolutely i i would i would agree um my my next pick for um for the bottom of the first season would be thomas and the conductor or thomas Ah. the guard um just again nothing really happens um <laughs> uh very very little uh very just a very weak episode overall um and actually this would be th- this is the first episode after James and the Express correct yes yeah, I absolutely believe so it is. yeah because it was from Tank Tension Thomas again and they did with one or two exceptions they did most of the first season almost completely in order right um wish that they would have done that for the rest of the seasons but uh, but we must digress yeah. um, yes. <laughs> uh but yeah, Thomas and the Conductor, just a weak, weak, weak episode. Again, right. not one I've ever liked. We touched on this in our commentary. Um, you know, there's, you know, five or ten seconds of birds chirping at one <laughs> point when Thomas is just sitting there at the station, which is fine right. for atmospheric purposes. But if we have to rank the uh, the episodes of, of the first series and we, we have to pick ones that will be on the bottom, I, I would put this definitely towards the towards the bottom. I, I'm glad you clarified when we started this that neither of us knew what each other's pits were because it's going to sound like we were like we worked on this together, and we we didn't. Uh, but that is actually my number three pick as well is uh, Thomas and the Conductor, and like Orion, like you said, Orion, it just nothing happens in it. There's dead space in it where there really shouldn't be. There's not even a music cue there, which it, you know. It's okay, I guess. It's just... I mean, obviously not every episode is going to be exciting. And a lot of the early Railway Series stories were very slice of life. And that's fantastic. I just don't think that it translated all that well onto television. I mean, it's a it's a fine story itself. There's nothing wrong with the story. It's just Thomas gets impatient and forgets his conductor and then the conductor catches up with him at the first signal that's it so yeah not not one of my favorites <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad that we <laughs> i'm glad that we agree on that yeah. um, my next next pick for uh, the bottom of s- the first season would be gordon takes a dip we're oh. off the rails. Hmm. Um, not never been a fan of this one. Um, I I think that the following episode down the mine is vastly superior. Um, just something about Gordon takes a dip uh, always just seems off to me. Hmm. Um, it, it's a fine story, um, but just not not one of my favorites of the of the first season. And again, uh, you know we're, we're gonna um, you know we sound like a broken record here, but. Uh, it's very hard for us to pick the worst of season one because really they are all, they are all pretty, you know, pretty darn good. Yeah. And the same goes for anything in the future when we do this for seasons two, three, and four. Um, It's, it's hard to pick the worst of, of those seasons. Um, It's not until we get to season five that we have any episodes that are genuinely not great. 
Absolutely. Yep. And uh, when we will definitely, definitely get there in the future. Oh, um, yes. What's your next pick? Well, actually, before I go into my next pick, I just want to say that it's interesting. Uh, Gordon Takes a Dip did not make it onto my list. Um, I actually quite enjoy that episode myself. Uh, and so my, my next pick actually, and this is going to be sacrilege. I'll probably be thrown out of the Thomas fan community for saying this. Edward's Day Out. It's just another episode where barely anything happens. I mean, okay, Edward takes a train and then Edward helps Gordon up the hill. Awesome. But that's it. I do, I, I do like the decision to combine two stories into one because if it had been two separate episodes, then both of them would have had to end up on this list because it's not that I dislike it at all. It's just that I never really felt that it was a fantastic episode. And I feel terrible saying that because it's the first two stories that started out the Railway series. And without these stories, we wouldn't have any Thomas the Tank Engine at all. So it feels horrible to say that. But it's just, you know, looking at all the list of episodes that we have, this just never really stuck out to me as anything that great aside from the fact that it was the first railway series story. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I I would say that that would be um, an honorable mention for my worst list. Um, I I would not rank it near the top of this season, Um, but it, it, I think it establishes the tone of the series. Well, following on from, uh, from Thomas and Gordon. All right. No, I think it's, uh, it's nice for establishing the tone. It's it's not a bad episode by any stretch, but you know it's just like I said, the, uh, th- this list is because this these are both very personal lists to us. I don't know how you stored episodes, Ryan, but I stored them on basically how you know basically how much love I have for each episode, and I have quite a bit of love for all of season one, of course. But you know this one just never really stuck out to me. I agree. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that it's at the top of my rewatch list from that. Uh, from season one, I, I watch other episodes from the season far more regularly. Right. Okay. Um, so my next pick uh, for worst would be whistles and sneezes. Ah. Um, uh, again, two uh, two stories that they combined into one. In this case, uh, they don't they don't really gel. Um, it's it's kind of clunky in the way that they combine them. It's really two separate stories. Um, and the sneezes part of the episode is fine, but sure. the whistles part is a very weak story. I think, um, n- nothing really happens. Um, and it's just, again, just something about this episode has always seemed off to me. Um, the timing of it, the, the, the pacing of it rather, uh, is just odd. So not, not one of my favorites. Right. Um, that's interesting, actually, because that is my pick for worst. Um, and again, these aren't in any particular order, but I have to say the lowest was whistles and sneezes, just because I think part of it is that if we had seen, if we pers- if I personally had seen the story in order, uh, the way it's supposed to be, because here in the U.S., we didn't get whistles and sneezes until season two was coming out on vhs with the daisy vhs and in fact i think season three might have started to come out already at that time but um it's just not great 
It's a little bit better in the book because even though they're part of the same book, they're separate stories and they're not trying to tie them together exactly. I mean, there is a loose tie-in at the very end, but it's it's just... I, I, it's an episode that I don't think would have been great no matter how they did it, whether they did it as two separate stories or one combined story. Neither of them are that strong per se. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I do have to actually disagree on one point, though, is that I actually kind of liked the first half if, if for nothing other than the novelty of hearing the whistle for a long period of time. I don't know why. I've just always really enjoyed that particular scene. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just uh, for me, Whistles and Sneezes was probably the weakest point of the series. Yeah, I suppose that my um, the reason why I prefer the second half of the episode versus the first is that the, the first half feels like a very standard season one episode. Right. Um, you know, uh, uh, just very similar to the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. However, the second part has some interesting filmmaking um, aspects. It, I love the long tracking shot across the coaches with the broken window. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of in the shadow of the bridge. I like Henry's face uh, when he is all um, stuffed up. And then of course um, the smoke going, uh, going up over the boys standing on the bridge is also nice as well. Again, Right. I don't really like this episode, but those are positive aspects about that episode that oh yes, explaining why I prefer the second half yeah. versus the first. Yeah, um, and, and, and at least for the first four seasons, I will say there are good aspects to pretty much every episode, even if we don't necessarily like an episode all that much. There are still good aspects to them. Right, absolutely. Um, and uh, my uh, next pick, again, no particular order. In, in fact, these these are i wouldn't even put these in any order of um from worst to best because this episode i would say is towards the top of the worst list in, All right. in terms of being closer to being better which is tenders and turntables okay um, hmm. not one of not one of my favorites um i think that the other two episodes in the troublesome engines trilogy are stronger hmm. uh, trouble in the shed of course and percy runs away Tenders and turntables uh, again just feels weak. I like some aspects of it. I like James spinning around at the turntable, um, and I I used to like this episode a lot more, um, hmm. but then just in recent years on on further rewatches, um, it just it, it's it slipped uh, in my in my eye uh, as being one of the one of the worst of the season. Well, that's that's fair. You know, I, I can see that. I mean, it's it's not great per se, but it's not terrible. So I I can see why it'd be towards the top of your worst list. So Right, absolutely. And then um, do you you have one more pick? Uh, Well, I actually did the five already. I suppose that honorable mention, uh, there is an honorable mention in that I'm not terribly fond of uh, what was the name of it again? Uh, not, I, I'm not terribly fond of Off the Rails, I suppose. Like I said, it's not... Um, it is actually a, a better episode, or at least I, I like it more than you do, I guess. But uh, I, it's, it's still fairly low on the list, so that's uh, my honorable mention there. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have any honorable um, mentions yourself? 
Um, well, um, I'm trying to trying trying to think here. Um, I mean, I suppose I, I believe I mentioned earlier. I mean, Edward's day out, or I mean, Edward, Edward and Gordon rather, right? Um, is one of the weaker uh, episodes of the first season. Um, I would also say, I don't know, the Flying Kipper is pretty bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be crucified. Yes. And, and, um, and then we would be thrown out of the Thomas fandom. Right. <laughs> um, Toby and the stout gentleman. I like, you know, I like the character of Toby. Sure. I like that it establishes Toby. It's just kind of a weird episode. Yeah. Um, and again, that. the lack of music at certain parts is just very unsettling and sure. Uh, you know, strange. And it, the abrupt ending of it, I never liked as a kid. Right. Um, but um, but no, it's it's a fine episode. But again, I I would say it's closer to the bottom of the season. Right. All right. Well, that's interesting. So, so those are our top five bottom and or bottom five rather our bottom five hits and our honorable mentions. All right. Uh, and Tony, you want to go ahead and start uh, with your best of yes. season one list? Top, yes. Top five. Let's do the best ofs. Uh, um. So. Um, and these aren't until un- until we get to the fifth one. Uh, these aren't in any particular order because the last one I'm going to mention is one that we both agreed is the top episode of the season. And so I'm going to start out uh, with I believe I'm going to start out with Down the Mine. Down the Mine is a fantastic episode to me. Uh, I think it's great i particularly love the ending where uh i think we touched on this a little bit in uh when we did a commentary of down the mine but i just want to reiterate how season one has the nice arc of thomas going from cheeky station pilot to running his own branch line and maturing a bit i mean of course you know to save character he doesn't mature all that much but he matures enough uh throughout season one and so uh not counting Thomas's Christmas party, I would say that Down the Mine is a great ending to season one. And because it's season one starts off, of course, with Thomas being very antagonistic toward Gordon. And then it ends with them forming an alliance, which I think is a beautiful end to uh, the season. And it, it does come back a few times in later seasons, but uh, I, I think especially the, the ending shot and, uh, and the phrase and buffer to buffer the allies puffed home. It's just fantastic. Absolutely. I, I really can't, uh, can't add too much to that. That also made my top five list. Um, just a, a great episode. Um, and again, uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, I love the shots of the, uh, the camera sitting behind the mining machinery. Yes. Uh, looking, looking out at Thomas puffing into the, mindset and then the mindset itself of course is is great right um and i just love the this the small nature of the episode and i suppose that this sounds like uh you know we were just griping on other episodes for being too small and um and nothing really happening but this one is small but stuff does happen i like that it feels it really feels like it belongs in the same book with uh uh as thomas and gordon right um it feels more of that uh, nature and 
just looking at it in the context of the railway series, I, it was a nice throwback considering that had been many books ago at that point um, when he was writing Gordon, the big engine uh, to include this nice little story of, of Thomas and Gordon. And he did that, um, you know, a little bit with Edward and Gordon later on with wrong road. True. Um, again, a, a, an episode that kind of re-examined their relationship. And that one of course was much, much later in the series. Oh yes. Um, so, but this one, I, I just, I like it. Uh, I can't really say more than that, but right. it's a, it's a great episode. It is. So the, on my list, I'm going to go with dirty objects, which uh, you know, not everyone's favorite, but I really like it. I like James as a character. I, I think he's a fun character, and I actually really like Toby. Uh, James and Toby are among some of my favorites, and so it's nice to see them have an episode together. They wouldn't get terribly many, aside from one major one in season three. They wouldn't get terribly many episodes together after this, but it's really nice to see them, and I think they have a nice rapport with each other. Uh, and the accident with the tar wagons, I think, is done beautifully. It's, it's just so well done, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say it's almost James and Toby's uh, down the mine, really. Um, oh, yeah. In that it's, it's relatively self-contained, um, and it really only features the two of them apart from the very end where Percy shows up to help uh, clean up the mess. But it feels very similar uh, to to Down the Mine in that respect. Um, and it, it is a nice episode. It did not make my top five list, but yeah. I would say it's just just out there, uh, just outside right. of that list. Um, and and the accident with the tar wagons is, is definitely uh, one of the best of the of the whole series, I would say, um, and especially mm-hmm. of season one, but but definitely one of the best of the classic series. Go on. Uh, yeah, but um, as I said, yeah, just great, great episode. Uh, Dirty Objects is, um, you know, is uh, just, as I said, nice self-contained Toby and James story. Right. And then, um, yep, so my my next pick, um, would be uh, Thomas and Birdie's Great Race. Ah, a, a great, great, great episode. Um, and again, really, just two characters uh, mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. Um, and but just the race sequences are great. The music, of course, it's a great showcase for uh, Michael Donald and Junior Campbell's race theme, Birdie theme, uh, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, which of course later formed the basis for let's have a race. One of the best songs that they wrote for the series. Mm. Um, and uh, just, I, I just love the episode and it's also a great, it's a great chance for us to get to see a lot of the locales that we would see that we had had seen already uh, in the, the first half of the season. And then that we would see uh, more of in the, the second half of the season. Uh, Cause he, uh, he goes through some of the station that they use for Toby's old branch line at one point. Um, and there's just some, you know, it's just nice to be able to see a lot of, uh, what we knew of Sodor at that time. Right. I, I agree completely. And that actually is my next pitch as well is to uh, Thomas and Birdie's great race. It's, uh, it's a wonderfully done episode. It, it's, it's, it's one of, it's probably got, if not the most, then some of the most, 
enthralling scenes in season one. It's definitely got the best pacing, I would, or some of the best pacing, I would say. Uh, and I, it, it introduces Birdie, who's a great, you know, our first roadway character, and he's a fantastic character. But, you know, I, it's, there's not much else I can add to that, really. Uh, although I will say that Thomas and Birdie's Great Race is probably one of the episodes that cemented my love of the series from when I was a child. I mean, because, of course, I had the first two VHSs, Thomas Ditstritt and James Lenz Lesson, and uh, Thomas and Birdie's Great Race comes at the end of the second VHS. And it's just, it's a fantastic ending to the VHS. It's a fantastic story, and it's just great. Absolutely. All right. Uh, my next pick for best would be Thomas Saves the Day. Ah, yes. Or Thomas and the Breakdown Train for UK audiences. Uh, just what else can, I mean, what can be said really? Um, you know, we're really getting, you know, to the, to the best part of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and definitely I would say one of the best of the classic series. Um, it's just a, a great overall episode. I love the scenes um, with him running back and forth with the trucks, that, that little nice, uh, that nice little ditty that Michael Donald and Jr. Campbell did for that. I loved that as a kid. Um, again, from a filmmaking standpoint, the backgrounds, the lighting for this episode, especially uh, I, during you know, the magic hour at the end of the episode is just, uh, it's just phenomenal. And it's a great story. Um, you know, a lot of these, there are favorites because the source material is so good. And in our criticisms of the, you know, our so-called worst episodes, a lot of it was based on the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, with these really, um, these are some of the best stories that, that the Reverend wrote for the whole series, but specifically for, in terms of the source material used for season one, this is uh, some of the best. And Thomas Saves the Day is a great story. And again, you were talking about that arc earlier of Thomas moving from Chicky Station pilot to responsible branch line engine. This is, you know, just a wonderful transitional episode. Um, and then it's nice too, because really at the beginning of the season, Thomas is the focus, apart from a few episodes here and there where mm-hmm. he's not. Um, but the the front half of the season is very Thomas heavy. And then the second half of the season is not at all. And right. Thomas really just makes bit appearances here and there. And it's nice. It gives a feeling that he's away on his, you know, on his branch line. Um, you know, and he, he's busy doing his thing. So it's a, it's a great, great episode. It is. And it also made my list funnily enough. <laughs> so again, we didn't work on this together. I swear. So, but no, uh, and I don't know how much, but like you said, it is a fantastic episode. It's a transitional episode for Thomas. And it's it's just one that's always stuck out to me uh, as being one of the better best episodes of season one. And I, I, I love everything about it. I, you know, if, if, if it weren't for the fact that there was one episode that we both thought was or at least that i thought was better than this this would have been my pick for number one uh but there is one episode that i feel surpasses this episode uh but it was a very close choice i i had a lot of i had to think about it quite a while before picking this as my number two spot on our list so uh yeah thomas and the breakdown train it's it's up there i love i love the breakdown train theme i love the introduction of james and i i even love the 
sort of the callback to this in The Adventure Begins, which I'm sure we'll have to do a uh, either a either a review or or maybe even a full commentary on this later. Who knows? We'll see when we get there. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, but um, you know, I. I mean, and I think that's how good it is, is that both versions of this story are done so well. Uh, but, you know, because we're focusing on the first season right now, it was a fantastic uh, episode. And if you want to get someone in, if you want to introduce someone to the series, this is probably one of the, if not the first, then one of the first episodes you should show them because it's, it's just fantastic. And it really highlights how well the series can do. Definitely. Um, all right. And my next pick wins the award for the most stuff happening in one season one episode. All and right. that is Trouble in the Shed. Ah, yes. Uh, Trouble in the Shed, just, uh, you know, and, and Tony and I have been uh, talking about this um, you know, after we do our commentaries on right. the episodes that we've been doing uh, and how that they just rush by. And we can't believe that... Um, you know, that they're, that the episode is already over because really, um, you know, as an adult watching these episodes, uh, not a lot happens in these episodes of season one. Um, and really in a, in a general, in a, in a general Thomas episode, not that much happens because it's such a short time period, you right. know, only four minutes and 30 seconds. However, trouble in the shed has so much going on. It feels like two episodes. Um, you know, we, we start out in, uh, you know, at uh, Top and Hat's office on the station platform. And then we end up uh, introducing a whole new character and we even get a full theme. We get him being cheeky uh, with Henry. We have uh, Sir Topham Hat talking to the engines, driving away, going to see Edward. Edward comes. We have Thomas coming. We see them um, there. And then we, you know, we see uh, other, uh, other things going on as well. Right. So it's just a great episode. It is, and it's it, it's one of my honorable mention pits as well. It's it is a fantastic episode, um, and and you're right, so much stuff happens in it. So it it is it is, and plus it has the introduction of Percy, who is a fan favorite for the series. So, oh, of course. So yeah, so those um, I don't know. Do you think we should give our listeners the number one, or do you think we should do honorable mentions first? We could do some honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, so my honorable mentions uh, would be, of course, uh, Trouble in the Shed, as, as, as you mentioned for, for one of your top hits. It's a fantastic episode. Uh, it's so well done. It's so well written. Um, I would also say Percy Runs Away is a really good episode. It's, it's certainly one of my favorites that I can rewatch on a regular basis. Oh, definitely. And um, the, I, I only have two more honorable mentions. Uh, my other two honorable mentions would be uh, Thomas's Christmas Party. I know in the commentary itself I said that it's not great, but I I love Christmas just in general. I love Christmas, and so you know, for being the first Christmas episode, I think it's nice. I think it would have been better if we'd had Mrs. Kindly's Christmas because. It does make heavy reference to that. And even though they do recap it well enough, I just feel having heard an audiobook version of the book, Thomas's Christmas Party, it would have almost been better if we'd had Mrs. Kindly's Christmas as one of the other stories and then 
given maybe a little more time to the rest of uh, Thomas's Christmas party as a separate episode, uh, just because even though it is written from a railway series point of view, a lot more happens in it than happens in the episode. Not, not much more, but enough to warrant, you know, making, having it be its own episode rather than trying to squish it in alongside Mrs. Kindly's Christmas. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, uh, fair enough. Um, I would say I would not put that in my in my honorable mentions, but uh, I would say it's somewhere in the middle right. of the of the season. Um, I would say some of my honorable mentions would be uh, Trouble for Thomas. Okay, yeah, Thompson good episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very nice episode from that you know from that beginning of the season. Uh, right. uh, Thomas breaks the rules. Another okay. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, love love a lot of the dialogue in that episode, um, and just love the story. It's it's a it, it was a great idea um, right. that that the Reverend had as one of his more ingenious ideas to yes. uh, as a, a great way to introduce a new character. Yeah, um, and then I would also say uh, uh, Terrence Attractor or Tom oh, Terrence yes. of the Snow. Definitely, yes. definitely another one of my favorites. Yes. Very good one. I, I do have one more, and this this is more for the sake of, you know, we almost have to say that this is an honor, or at least I feel that I almost have to say this is an honor mention. Thomas gets tricked, because without Thomas gets tricked, we wouldn't really have any of the rest of season one. I think it was a great idea to start out with this episode. It introduces Thomas and Gordon and the central plot of at least season one, and it introduces Sodor decently i feel it was a it was a it was it was a better idea to start off with this than if they had started out with edward's day out or edward and gordon uh so you know because it's the first episode and it is so famous especially that opening shot of of thomas where we like you know go over the major parts of him it's so iconic that i almost have to put it on my honorable mentions list definitely definitely um, so now we can uh, reveal our top pick. Not that this should be a surprise to probably anyone who's I would listening. Hope not. Um, but uh, the Flying Kipper. Of course. What can be said about the Flying Kipper that hasn't already been said uh, time and time and time again across our how many years have we been in the fandom now, Tang? Um, collectively, quite a bit. I know that I've been in it for uh, about 12 or 13, and I think you've been in just about as long. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, and since then <laughs> it has been discussed as, as, uh, the best of season one and one of the best of the entire series. Oh yes. Um, so and, and there's good reason for that. Absolutely. There are times where it's, uh, it's too talked about. It's, it's a yes. bit overrated. Um, and, um, uh, I think, uh, in general, it, but it, it, it just deserves to be discussed. Um, yeah. it's, it's a great episode wonderful lighting wonderful filming uh fantastic music what a great story i love anything uh i love pretty much any episode in the snow especially mm-hmm. from the classic series just uh, it has such a magic to it and especially at night um and uh, just everything everything is fantastic about this episode it it is it, it really is i mean even when i was a kid I, I loved this episode. I, I was a little bit, you know, uh, when I was little, you know, Henry's crash and just the severity of the crash was a little, a uh, little off-putting for me. But other than that, 
I love this episode. Um, and, you know, I've, of course, grown up one of the best designed crashes there is. I mean, that's to, of course, James's crash in Dirty Objects. Um, I just, it's a gorgeous episode. The scenery is so gorgeous. It's one of the, if not the only episode of season one to be shot 90% at night or dawn, really, I should say. But it's it's just gorgeous. Right, and absolutely. And I love that it, it, while most of it takes place at night, the stuff that takes place at the end during the day is so vibrant and colorful. Oh, it's yeah. a wonderful contrast because it's supposed to be spring, and so there's blossoms and flowers everywhere. And then I've always just loved the shot of Henry pulling into – uh, pulling into the station and we get that nice overhead shot um it's just it's great in his you know and of course he's in his new shape at that point um yes. but uh just a, a great 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 episode and, and like we said really uh it, it's not a surprise shouldn't be surprised to anyone nope. that this is our top pick collectively it, for the first and, season exactly and you know, of course, uh, other people's opinions might be different than ours, of course. And so if you listening out there have a different thought about which episodes you like or which episodes you don't like as much, leave us a comment on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear your opinion as well. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, and you can follow us on, on Twitter at TalkingThomas1 or on Facebook, TalkingThomas. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, of course, is our home, um, but really anywhere the podcast can be found, um, yeah. that's that's where you can find us. Yeah, and so, yeah, that is our top five and bottom five of season one. Uh, so just to take a moment to look back, because this, of course, will be the last time that we talk about season one in any great detail. We'll be moving on to season two next. Just to take a moment to look back, I think season one was a fantastic start to the show. It was just great. Oh, definitely. Um, and just to give a little recap, um, uh, we can give our, our top five and bottom five again, just so that right. everyone, um, uh, it's fresh in everyone's minds. Um, of my. Course. Bottom five were Thomas and the Conductor, Whistles and Sneezes, James and the Express, Gordon Takes a Dip, and Tenders and Turntables. Yeah, my bottom five were, of course, uh, Whistles and Sneezes, Edward and Gordon. Uh, um, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Okay, uh, Thomas and the Guard, and... And see, okay. Sorry, just bear with me for one second. I lost my list. <laughs> I hate when that happens. So yes, okay. There was whistles and sneezes. Uh, James learns a lesson. James learns a lesson as well. Okay. <laughs> so yes, thank you for. I can't remember my own bottom list. So yes, but no, those were my bottom five. All right, and my uh, top uh, top five were course flying kipper at the top for both of us uh, trouble in the shed thomas and birdie's great race down the mine and thomas saves the day and mine of course were uh, flying kipper thomas saves the day dirty objects and the uh, uh trouble in the 
No, I'm sorry. I'm copying your list now. Um, it was uh, Down the Mine and Thomas and uh, I already said Thomas and Breakdown Train. Uh, what is happening to my brain? Thomas and Birdie's um, Great Race. Thomas and Birdie's Great Race. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what's happening with my brain right now. So, <laughs> but yes. So those were our top and bottom five uh, season one fantastic season. It's the season that started it all. And of course, it's no secret why they wanted to continue and are still continuing to this day for better or worse. Absolutely. Um, and uh, check us out soon. We'll be covering all of the episodes of season two coming up um, and uh, check us out for more Shining Time Station commentaries um we'll do some railway series book reviews um and yep. a lot more content headed your way throughout the rest of the year so yeah there's there's gonna be some uh some special surprises coming up later on in 2020 and i'm really excited to see where we go from here absolutely 